0: And now for something completely different. Ah! Forget everything you've been told by others before. Get ready for the real deal. The full story. Real talk about money. Markets. Life. Now, it's The Real Investment Show. Presented by RIA Advisors.
1: And it's that time again. Financial Fitness Friday. Rich Rosso, Danny Ratliff, CFP Squared we're so happy to be with you this morning i will tell you danny you probably feel the same way this week i cannot believe it's friday it went so quick i mean weeks are just by. you know you're starting to see the holiday ads right
2: christmas and you're like oh my gosh it's here it's crazy we're skipping holidays once again the christmas stuff is out oh no where everywhere everywhere, I guess. I don't I don't go many places, but I did see uh, them setting up some Christmas lights in certain areas. I'm like, come on, guys. Do we have to rush it. It's not Thanksgiving yet. Our rule in the house is like one holiday at a time. And Michelle's got a lot better about this. She used to have like all these big crates and bins for each and every holiday, which I get. That's okay. That's fine. Um, but... And she's pretty good about not skipping a holiday. I don't like to move ahead. I'm going to deal with one at a time. Listen, I've got to cherish each day at this point. (laughs) I mean, much less jump ahead.
1: We were growing up in New York. It was always the day after Thanksgiving, that Friday, that was the official start of the season. Like everybody would run to the local department store to see how they would, what kind of stuff they had. Like Friday was the day. That was the beginning of Christmas, right? But you didn't skip, you didn't have all the stuff out beforehand. It was, you know, the anticipation was great. Yeah. Because it was Halloween, then it was Thanksgiving, and then there was no Christmas stuff out. Nothing was up. You know, it, it was the inklings of it, but there was nothing out as far as when, like, could you go to Walmart today. I bet if you go, like, I was in Costco last week, they had all the Christmas trees up. Like, oh, my
0: gosh.
2: Oh, man. But were they on sale? <laughs>
1: I can't remember if they were I can't remember but yeah I agree with you I think we push that stuff way too soon way too soon
2: well it's all about the almighty dollar so it'll continue nothing's going to change there unfortunately
1: it really is and then soon as soon as uh, Christmas stuff is off the shelf it's like Valentine's Day
2: like okay slow it down which I know you can't wait for to go to CVS and pick up
1: well, on the fifteenth
2: yeah. of February, yeah, that's yeah. where you buy next year's Valentine's Day gift, right? That that
1: that candy stays, man. It, it doesn't go. Listen, the day after the day after Halloween, it's the same way. I'm in there, right? Because all the candy corns marked down. I'm in there, but I'm eating all that wax. It's good. <laughs> it's good for you. Puts hair on your chest.
2: It's, it's good for, good for your coat. It's good for your coat. It is. So you are a candy corn guy, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, again, I do temper my <coughs> candy corn fascination. Um, how do you do this? Well, I've eaten one bag already, and I'm trying to hold the next bag. So it's just a challenge. I look at it every day going, hi, how are you?
0: You're practicing rationing? I do.
1: So, like, I, I like the one that has the autumn mix. And it has the pumpkins so amy goes i don't know how you do this i don't <laughs> i don't understand how because she goes what so how's the candy corn uh, inventory i said i had four pumpkins today <laughs> she goes that was it i was like yeah four <laughs> i allotted four pumpkins so
2: pumpkins is this what you call them well no because they had
1: they have in the autumn mix
2: candy
0: corn pumpkins
1: yeah in the autumn mix right not just the candy corn they have <laughs> they have
0: Oh, they are man. candy corn, but
1: they're shaped like
0: pumpkins and they're bigger and, and they're bigger. They're yes. like,
1: so it's like having two candy. corns. Mm-hmm. You got it. Yeah. You got it, buddy. I got the candy corn math down.
2: Wait a second. If they're bigger then it'd be like having
1: two candy corns in one pumpkin.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really like having eight candy corns. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: That's what then, then, you know, my next step, right? Today I had eight candy corns. Which is equal to four pumpkins, which is equal to sort of three caramel <laughs> apples, because <laughs> they also make them like there. There is a candy corn math in the house because I don't want to get crazy because I literally can eat the whole bag in one sitting, and I don't want to. do So, do, do you that.
2: hide them from yourself, or what do you no, do? No, no, I've
1: got you know. Listen, in this business, and you know better than anybody,
2: gotta have discipline.
1: We have discipline. Ha- we have. Discipline. Yeah. We, ha- we don't have this immediate gratification issue. We. We have taught people delayed gratification. So I do practice that. It's not easy. It is hard sometimes. It's not easy. But, yeah. And I've gotten good. I, I, after I have my three or four, I'm done. It's all good. It's all good. Speaking of done, I don't know how done the market's going to be today, but the is sort of flat. NASDAQ is off about 56 points. I will tell you, this is possibly one of the most challenging markets I've ever seen, Danny most frustrating markets I've dealt with in a long time. So sticky price inflation, what I, what I worry about is this Federal Reserve 2% target and if they're done. And why I do that is and worry about it is sticky price inflation came out at 5.5% for September. It is very stubborn. And inside the Atlanta Fed sticky price CPI, there are elements like rent and insurance, these are prices that do not change very often. And I don't know if anybody has gone through the increase in price in their homeowner's insurance, auto insurance, right?
2: Average increase is like 37%. Is that I? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's awful. That's not going backwards. That's not going to be part of your
1: disinflation-deflation issue. I also think that rents are not gonna go backwards. The demand for housing is very strong, especially in the face of mortgage rates the way they are. And we're sort of at this demographic cusp for a generation to buy homes, and they're not doing it, so they're renting. You also have people who are retiring and selling in renting. People don't realize there are a lot of retirees who rent, not because they can't afford a house, It's because they've made so much money on their home and they don't want to deal with the crap and the maintenance of of owning a home. I have clients who rent, Danny, now. Um, Some of them rent and it makes their plan work because they have so much money tied in their home. Actually, I did a plan the other day that wasn't going to work. And we decided that she was going to sell the house. The property was worth a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. We did that. We had to take into account the fact that she does have an exemption, but she might go above a little bit for capital gain purposes, which means if you're going to sell your home and maybe rent, you're not going to move into another home. You better keep track of your cost basis for that house and understand that, right, Danny? Understand it's what you've been putting into that home as far as improvements over the years. So, you, you know, people don't keep track of cost basis, but she's, been a, she's done a pretty good job of that. So she'll have a minimal capital gain, but the thing is she's got this pot of money now and she's going to rent a place and her plan works because we know liquidity in retirement is so important. So actually getting the, melting the glacier of the home, not buying another home, but renting and that not even having any expenses like she needs to take care of just putting in an, an inflation index for, for the for the rent plan worked
2: well i think that's and a that great idea right like you extrapolate you the do. capital yeah. you have within the fund right. or within the home you now have and especially if you were still paying a mortgage mm-hmm. right now you may free up several hundred thousand dollars that yes. you can utilize your rent may be similar once you you know calculate the mortgage the insurance the taxes the maintenance, all of those things that are so very expensive, and it can work. And I think it's smart in a market where things have been high, and you know what, maybe someday she goes back and buys something again. Well, smaller, but, but she might do yeah. that.
1: Yes, absolutely. But she has freed up cash and liquidity and cash flow in retirement. Yeah, is what a everything. good spot to be in. When we get back, we're going to talk about how life gets in the way when it comes to planning in retirement. Stay tuned. It's
0: Get daily investment news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet at realinvestmentadvice.com. Uh, I
1: think I wouldn't went to talk. So, Joey Sox on, uh, Joey Sox, Hey, what you doing, man? Sounds like one of the mob kids from Brooklyn. I'll meet you at the Spumoni Gardens later. We'll have we'll, we'll share a slice. Um, <laughs> grocery package size won't go back up either. You know, it's funny. Uh, Brent'll remember this, but when in the mid late seventies, I my my grandmother got me a jo- got me a job at the local supermarket in Brooklyn. <laughs> She had to bribe the dude with a CB radio. (laughs) She she gave him a free CB radio (laughs) to give me a job. I was like 12 years old. So I'm unpacking boxes. And I I like the job, except I used to look at the guys that were working there as a career. I'm like, oh, my God, is this me in the future? No hair with a terrible mustache packing out shelves? But the issue I'm trying to get to is, do you remember the size of cereal boxes in the 70s. Oh, they were ginormous. And the the coffee cans. Remember, you would get the huge, Mm -hmm. I mean, we used to have to unpack those things. Coffee
0: cans were big enough that you could put your life savings in them. Pretty much. I mean, the ones at the bottom shelf, they were... (laughs) Yeah, many people did. Mm -hmm. Because
1: I just, when when I went to the, I don't eat a lot of cereal, but when I went to the cereal aisle and I picked up a box, I went, what is this? I have never seen a box so small. And 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 cereal was the stuff you ate when you didn't have any money. Yeah. Like cornflakes or whatever, because yeah. you got this massive box. Mm-hmm. And
0: And now they're like sample size.
1: Cereal's become like a delicacy. as it, far as the price of the cereal. It's like four bucks a box. It's a box a, a bowl. That's what it is yeah. almost. Yeah. Daddy, you just wouldn't believe the size. The boxes were massive.
0: I just needed Brent to validate that. But yeah. And, and they had stuff on the back that you could spend the entire bowl reading. Yeah. Well, that's what yeah, you did. that you, is true.
1: You read the back of the box. Right. Or they would have games. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they would put records at the back. All kinds of stuff inside. And you would have to mm-hmm. cut out the box. Yes. So I'll never again. I walked in one day and I went to my aisle. Everybody had an aisle. It was very important. So I had the cereal aisle. I had the cereal aisle and I had the cat food aisle. Not together, but. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like very <laughs> anal retentive. All the cans had a face out and uh-huh. stuff like that. So I, uh, I'm looking at the cornflakes or something. or well frosted flakes. And I'm like, gosh, these boxes look sort of funny. Like somebody's gone through them. I turned around and someone cut all the records <laughs> out of the back.
2: And put the boxes back. Yeah. You would play played the. Big fr- money in those records. Yeah. Well,
1: they were made of paper, but they worked. So, just the thing. I just, just remember those cereal box. How small it was.
0: You know, they arrested that guy.
1: What they? Oh, god. He, he was did.
0: a serial offender.
1: <laughs> he broke the record for. He it. did. Yeah. Uh, that's the end of the show for today, because <laughs> Danny is like, I'm done with these two. <laughs> we're the two guys outside a Cracker Barrel who annoy you in the rocking back and forth telling dad jokes. Oh, the ones up in the gallery. Yeah. No, you don't like out front. Yeah. No, no, but on the, on the Muppets. Yeah. the two old guys. guys. Yeah. Yeah. But we're in front of Cracker Barrel playing checkers and making fun of everybody as they walk through. (laughs) That guy is a half a cereal box mission. Um, so retirement's difficult. Um, especially when cereal is the size of a thumb. Um, you get one cornflake, uh, so we always talk about how pre-retirees, five to 10 years from retirement, th- you, very little time to recover from financial shocks, right? You, Danny, right, we always have to make sure that what does an allocation look like? The saddest part about the process of a conservative allocation is it hasn't been so conservative when it comes to volatility, right? Bonds, Yeah, have not been. these last two years. Bond has a target on his back, James and bonds, because of where interest rates have done. So you have a twenty eighty allocation, 20% to stocks, 80% to bonds, and that is do- deemed conservative or principle, safety of principle, and it has been anything but that. And I'm talking about whether people own individual bonds or ETFs. If I own an individual bond, I might have bought individual bonds when I was getting 2%, and it looks like I'm hemorrhaging when I go into my account and say, and how many cli- people we know and clients that have bonds that are paying two and a half, 3.5%, they are not going to mature for the next two or three years. But it's not worth selling them when you actually do the math and actually buy bonds that are paying more. So if you buy bonds and you're sitting on them, that's the, what you're supposed to do, but you're not getting the rates that you want. So being a bond buyer now is not a bad deal, right, Danny? I no. mean, if I want to buy bonds today, even, I might be looking at, in two to three years, rates lower. So that's good. <clears throat> so... You look at today, pre-retirees or retirees that are going to have more in bonds versus equities depends on when you bought them. Well, and I d- that's, that's the sad part of a conservative allocation. It has not been as conservative as you think when you see what's happened.
2: Well, and a lot of people have been in funds. So most people will invest in mutual funds or ETFs. I mean, not everybody's in these individual bonds. And You know, there's different environments where one can be more advantageous than the other. Right now, I would think you'd want to lock in with the individual bonds. If you own them, yes, that price is already baked in. If as far as like if you wanted to flip it into a new bond right now, mm-hmm. that price is baked in because with the appreciation before it matures, it effectively is about the same rate as if you went and bought a same bond for the same. Because you have
1: to take into account. So explain that because people are looking. They're going, oh, shoot. Well, my bond's paying two and a half percent, and I'm down you know, 10% in my bond. So explain And if it's going to
2: mature in the next two years, that bond's going to mature at par value at a thousand dollars. And let's say it's worth 950 bucks. I mean, we're just throwing numbers out here, but you're going to get that money back, but effectively the market will price in what you would go and flip that to to get. So let's just say that you have a two and a half and now it's four, but your bond will mature at that price. It's already baked that price into it. And so I know it's tough to, to kind of picture, But essentially the bonds will decline and your effective rate of return over the next two years, if it's a two year bond, is going to be very similar to the same equivalent bond if you went and bought it today. So it doesn't always make sense to go and flip that. Now, if you're in short term bonds, you say, you know what, I think prices are, interest rates are likely to decline in the future. I wanna go ahead and lock this in. Mm -hmm. Well, then you could say, okay, how long does it take me to break even if I sell right now and I'm upside down? Right. Versus waiting the two years. Because you may think that, hey, in two years, rates are way lower. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. And if that's the case, then understand, you may take, it may take you a couple years. But if you buy this, and you may say, hey, I'm going to hold this for a long time. You know, I have clients in, for years who would buy bonds, especially when rates were much higher, mm-hmm. you know, like mid-2000s. They'd say, I'm not worried about the price. I'm in it for the income, right? They created that income stream. Well, and they were getting a reasonable income. But they would hold them. Yes, they would hold them. And now I don't, I don't feel as many people hold them. I think ETFs are
1: in the market. Yeah. I think ETFs have created, you know, a trading opportunity for them. And, well,
2: and but it I seems also like the bond market
1: has gone crazy. Like the stock market it used to be like the bond mark, bond buyers were like the smart people in the room. I'm, not, I'm really not so sure now. They seem to be just as crazy as stock investors. Well, I so think everybody's as as frustrated,
2: right? I mean, it, like you mentioned earlier, these, these last two years have been more challenging than I think even 2008. Yes. I mean, well, everything declined. 2000- we knew it. You saw the economic devastation around you. Right. But we have had, you know, you see economic devastation in many different ways, but then you see another proposal, another stimulus act, another, you know, uh, something because else that you they don't, cause you,
1: Yeah, because you don't fathom the fact that well, you're spending more money to bail us out. Like, you never fix problems. And since 2008, this whole thing has been broken. Fiscal response... Monetary response. Yeah. So, you know, like you said, at least you saw the devastation. And you could rationalize it. You could rationalize it. Um, there were some assets that did work. I and mean, treasuries yeah. were. I mean, there were safe havens, right? I don't even know what a safe haven is today. It should be treasuries. should
2: be sometimes gold. Well, I think it will be again. I don't think I don't think the game has changed that much in that aspect. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people want to think that it has, right? I mean, crypto was the safe haven for what six months? <laughs> Do you remember when six days? I don't see any of those crypto people Man, on the air anymore, yeah, like with quiet. Charles
1: Payne or anything. Like they're gone. But the the they would they would tie themselves into word pretzels, <laughs> rationalizing how crypto was your harbor in the storm. <laughs> Okay, we knew that was a little crazy, but yeah, you don't even see those. So I don't hear anybody talking about where the, except for cash. So, you know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of advisors coming out and talking about, well, listen, and, and, and there are a lot of people, there are a lot of investors who feel this way. I don't, but is, well, you can put all your money in short-term treasuries, CDs and all that and make 5%. No brainer. That's dangerous too. That's dangerous, too, unless you believe that these rates, where they are, are permanent. And with the debt we have and with the economic growth the way it is, it's just and the demographic situation across the globe, we are not in some new growth paradigm, as much as I hate that word. So you're going to shove all your money into 5%. You'll feel good for about a year. It's like when I eat those four candy corn. Pumpkins. I'm
2: feeling real good. Feel good, but you're going to pay for it later. For a few
1: minutes. And then I'm back to, what do I get to eat my next four pumpkins? These rates are not going to stay. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to also talk about, again, life gets in the way. More than half of all Americans are open to work after retiring from an employer and would consider working indefinitely. We call it the diet desk retirement plan. Lance. You're on that plane. Oh, and she did. No doubt. Yeah, we'll be right back. <laughs>
0: The Real Investment Advice Blog. It's required reading for the informed investor. Catch it today at realinvestmentadvice.com.
1: Well, we got a lot of people on the YouTube channel who are very nice, and then we have Lance. <laughs> because we we told him he's at the
2: diet desk.
1: He's on the dad plan.
2: Lance, you know you're on the dad plan. I mean, look, it's a fact of life. Just embrace it. Don't get your Jimmy Johns in a wad. (laughs) He'd be. (laughs) Lance, you would go absolutely He would go crazy.
1: He would. If he couldn't put a chart up every day, he'd be charting Mrs. Roberts. Like, what is she doing today? Every day on a Monday. Oh, she'd force him back to
2: work. Yeah. No way. Absolutely not. So you
1: know how he would say, you know, honey, you know, you're annoying me, or would Say, listen, your your moving averages are crossing over. He would say something like that and really tick her off. And yeah,
2: I'll show you your moving averages. They're going way down.
1: Yeah, yeah. Your MACD is about to hit the, yeah, hit the dirt. Uh huh. (laughs) There's no way. It's funny because it's true. There's no way that dude could stay home. I'm sorry, but it's just not in. He doesn't know it. We know it. Where his advisors, we know it.
2: Can you imagine this Lance in his own head all day?
1: No. I mean barely we when we have to be in his head. That's not easy either. It's it's like what is it? Do you ever see Homer Simpson? And they go, Homer, what are you thinking about? And he's got the monkey with the thing with the chimes <laughs> ding, ding,
2: ding, 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 in his head. And it's it's just a monkey looking at charts. You up and you only have
1: like thirty seconds to get Lance's attention. And then he's done with you. Like, if you don't get everything out in 30 to 45 seconds, he's like, got stuff to do. Yeah, got stuff to do. What is he going to do at home? If the, if we don't have that 30, seconds second, he's got to, it's just not going to work. Feed
2: his alligators so he gets bored. <laughs> the then in the moat? Yeah, in the moat.
1: <laughs> I was watching the new Walking Dead uh, sequel to Daryl Dixon, and he goes, he's in France now. Don't ask me why. I don't really like this show very much, but I watch it. And um, the dude took over a castle. So listen to this funny part about this is how Hollywood thinks about Texans. But the dude in France takes over a castle. And in, in the moat, right, where there would be a moat in the drawbridge, he's got zombies in there, which I thought was pretty cool. So Lance would definitely do that. But the, the, he gets in the castle, Daryl, and guess who will guess who's got the guess who's got the castle? And everybody's afraid of this dude. It's a Texan from Giddings.
0: <laughs>
1: How y'all doing? Don't cross my drawbridge. So, um, yeah, the moat the moat with zombies is pretty creative. Pretty creative. Um, but yeah, Lance would. I mean, we'd be too. So listen, a lot of retirees more than half. Of all Americans, that's including 64% of baby boomers and Gen Xers are open to work after retiring. So this is a new study from Empower. Danny, we've been talking about this at our right lane classes in the past. We've talked about this. I wrote an article about this, the great unretirement, right? It's not just for money. They're looking. Retirees are looking for personal fulfillment, 41%, sense of purpose, 37%, and, of course, for financial need. And the unease about the U.S. economy, right? So overwhelmingly, retirees concerned about inflation, running out of money, and unexpected expenses. And also found that 56% respondents rely on their 401K accounts as their prim- primary retirement nest egg. So I think workplace benefits, right? So this is a, some additional insights from the study. Almost 40% believe post-retirement work help man- maintains a structured daily routine, and keeps them Danny mentally and physically engaged how many times we talk about staying social and some people will go back to work because of that and men especially I think it's important they go out there they get another job totally unrelated to what they did in the past and they enjoy it
0: they yeah, enjoy I mean it. I think they're
1: out there and they, they have they have a cause to keep a schedule and a routine is really important
2: yeah I think that's a great you know, and it's something that we see happen more and more often, right? You have a skill or something that's a hobby that you enjoy. People go back to work doing that. Or it's just something completely different because you're so fed up with the old, you know, you're just tired, right? You get some apathy and you just say, you know what? I want to do something different. And I've seen a lot more people go back because they, they're they bored out of their mind or they've they've traveled or, you know, you look at saying, Hey, they're frustrated too. I mean, this economy has been frustrating. It's, not easy to rationalize. I think right. what a lot's going on. So you know what? I'll go back to work, make you know, wait this out, wait till things kind of And to be themselves. out there and know I have a
1: sense of purpose and a place to yeah, go. Yeah,
2: that's a big part of it.
1: I think is really important. And I even have clients that'll work. I mean, they're working for nonprofits, but they're working. They have a schedule that they follow every day to maintain that purpose. And I think, to me, I, I can't see it any other way. I cannot see retiring and sitting at home all day and not having a, a place to go wo- actually do work. And what happens is even though you may not be doing the same job, there are those skills that you've learned in your old job, and your old profession, that you're absolutely going to apply to whatever job you're going to take on in retirement. And, uh, you know, I I just think, and matter of fact, listen, I think older workers are just great. I mean, we have Karen here. People know Karen. She does a lot of work for us. I mean, Everybody loves Karen. I couldn't get a hold of Karen yesterday because she was teaching her Pilates class. <laughs> I'm like, what? 70-something S- years old. She's out there
2: teaching and she's doing her. T- and she yeah. called me at like 6 p.m. Yeah, like, she. hey, here's what I got going on. Uh-huh. I mean, always at it. Yeah. I, I, I hope I can have her. Oh, yeah. Energy at that age. Me too. I mean. Very young. But
1: I but think part of that energy that a lot of people that were saying they were going to retire is having that sense of purpose and getting up every day and, and, yep. and going someplace that they enjoy to work. We're talking to people. I know Karen loves talking to people, right? She loves having the, which we can't get anybody to call on the phone. Call people with the emails. and Pick up the phone. She loves talking to people. And I think that, 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 you know, I have one client that went f- to a job working at a store, small store, and he loves it, talks to people every day, he, he runs the register, he doesn't make a lot of money, but he says, you know, I'm not here for the money, because he ran a financial plan, and money helps. He, he was able to cut his withdrawal rate a little bit um, from his accounts, but he was really doing it because he enjoys it, and I think that's so healthy. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't imagine not. We're just saying this so we make Lance feel better about being at his desk at 80.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to envision what his next career would be.
1: Lion tamer? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh. You would be able to hire him to sit on your lawn to say, get off my lawn. He would do that. Lance there. will be a
0: gunsmith.
1: Yeah, he could do that.
0: He said hmm. it takes time to reload that those ammo. Well,
1: yeah,
2: especially the arsenal he has. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking he'd make a better Clint Eastwood.
1: I, you know, that would be s- funny to see Lance in that role of Clint Eastwood role. That would be good. You think so? Except all the all the all the criminal have to do is, hey, look over there, look at that, and he will woo, and they're gone because of his attention. He'd be. Um, but the work is important. So again, we're seeing this in studies. Um, we put it into plans. If you want to work longer, that's not a death sentence. Doesn't mean you have to work the same job. Hey, by the way, speaking of. Um, Retirement and jobs, did you see the cost of living adjustment for Social Security?
2: No, I didn't see that
1: yet. 3.4%. Guess what? The the inf- Guess how much Medicare Part B premiums are going up this year?
2: Way more than
0: 3.4%. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. 6%. Yeah.
2: That's actually not that bad in
0: it's, comparison it's to some not, other years. It's
1: not as bad, no. Um, in other words, net-net, you're going to make more in... You know, It's like an extra six bucks. Or so, I think, if for Medicare Part B premium, so it's not too bad. So, but you got to expect that kind of inflation for Medicare Part B. We use like five and a half percent inflation for healthcare, so that that's sort of in line with what we expected um, overall. But it's not the eight percent people were getting. Remember those days, Danny? people are like whoa look at this look at this social security cost of living adjustment i'm like don't yeah. get don't get used to it
2: not at all don't
1: get used to that well and the crazy
2: thing is those are same years that you got this co- great cost of living adjustment but then medicare went up so much you're still <laughs> you know it's like wait a second that's not quite right no that's absolutely true so
1: um this also in this post retirement employment um I don't think there are any studies done but I think if you actually looked at the overall health of retirees who go back to work I bet it's better. I bet they're more mentally engaged. I think having that social element is so important. I think it just adds to their overall well-being, wouldn't you?
2: No, I agree. I think that you know, studies show that if you take social security early and retire early mm-hmm. that you actually your your longevity declines and A lot of that is that social aspect i think women are much better than men at this i mean studies also show this but yeah having that sense of purpose i think is huge and we see people that have been so successful in their careers and in life and you know whether it be and sometimes it's maybe not going back to work but it's volunteer work it's having things to remain engaged in hobbies um being a part of social clubs or clubs that maybe you enjoy um Going back to school. I mean, so many different oh, man. ways you going can do this. Going
1: back to school, I think, is big. Yeah. You've got to be a lifelong learner. Hey, when we get back, we're going to talk about the 2023 Life in Retirement Report published by Transamerica about life and retirees. What are they thinking? We're back.
0: Get daily investment news you can use, delivered at the speed of the internet at RealInvestmentAdvice.com.
1: So we're working on an event for November. We'll keep you posted. Um, it'll be a can of coffee to just rifling through which topic we want to talk about. So we love doing our can of coffees. And uh, next year we'll have a new slate of really cool topics and events for you to stay abreast of things. Oof. But, yeah, and this year? <laughs> it's been fun. Life in unretirement's been interesting. <laughs> That's for sure. So, um, Transamerica um, does this study and it, uh, it looks at where today's retirees, you know, how they're saving. Obviously, we're dealing with more of a model of, we we, we have gone from an employer-funded model more to individuals carrying the responsibility for providing for themselves, um, so financial to the emotional, we talk about, there's, it runs the gamut for retirees. and and not and they found on the study that not all these revelations about retirement are negative. Um, and many older Americans report being presently surprised by their life after work. But they also are surprised by tax burdens to emotional cha- challenges associated with legacy planning. We talk a lot about tax burdens in retirement, even though you don't think you're going to have them, and the challenges... Of legacy planning. And we've just done a really good can of coffee about that. I think that can of coffee about progression planning, end of life planning, legacy planning, that was possibly one of the more popular ones we've had. I was surprised, Danny. Yeah, well, you know, I know it's, a, it's just that it's not a topic that a lot of people like to talk about. I think we approached it from a, we flanked it a little a bit. Little a little different perspective. way. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and look, nobody wants to talk about death, planning for it. I mean, we talk about people in life insurance and, you know, no, I don't need that. Um, Or the will, the estate plan. And all these things tie in together. And, you know, I I think it's always interesting to me that people work so hard to accumulate wealth, to make smart decisions. But yet so many of these smart people will forego the, the end of their life planning. And sometimes it's because of the cost of it. Sometimes it's just because they don't want to address it or loved, your family doesn't want to address it. And that is really problematic. And so the problem with it is, is that you're, you will end up, your estate will spend way more. Your thoughts, wishes won't be met because nobody may know or they weren't executed properly. And so spending the money up front is typically a way better investment than not doing anything at all. And then letting somebody else control where and how the assets go to somebody. And, and so
1: and I think the cost, depending on what you're doing, is, is not that prohibitive. Uh, I feel it, like people think it is. Well, because I think in the past it has been. And things like you have to do all this elaborate stuff where it may not be so elaborate for you to do. Uh, but the emotional hurdle, I think, is really, is really the greater one.
2: Yeah, no, Because, you I know, agree.
1: you can find the money to do anything if you think it's important enough. It's that, I got to deal with this, you know? Um, so we'll do that one again, I think. It'll be worth doing that one again next year. But freedom is a word. They was looking at word associations, trans-American retirement, what people were thinking. And freedom is the most common word association, according to the survey, with retirees being more likely to cite it than older workers, 66% versus 59%. Uh, retirees are also more likely than older workers to cite enjoyment and stress-free with their understanding of retirement. Because frankly, there are a lot of people that are going to um, continue to work because they have to. They, they just don't have a choice. They're gonna have to work as long as possible. Health decline, this is an interesting one. Health decline is retirement's most common negative word association among retirees but mostly cited among older workers. That probably has happened to do with the stress of having to work a job maybe they don't want to work. I mean, we know just being younger and not in retirement that if you got to go to a place you don't like to be or work, that's that's one of the worst, in my opinion anyway, for me it was. No, for me as well. One of the worst feelings ever. Um, Loving what you do but hating where you do it
2: is really it's conflicting. It's stressful. terrible. Stressful.
1: It's very stressful.
2: Um I'll never do it again, I'll tell you that. I would never do it again.
1: I would never work for another large financial firm again. I will work at the uh seven eleven Valero. I would clean Richard, Poopy Richard, at the monkey Richard,
2: cage. Just stop. Okay. Your financial plan doesn't work either, okay? You're not going anywhere.
1: I'm not going anywhere, but that's my point. But I mean, if I had to, if I had to, there's no way I would go for a big
2: deal. See, firm. that's the good thing about being the young guy here is that I can tell you guys, like, you, you think you're leaving, but at oh, some I point, know you not, think, no, I think I'm your exit strategy, but I'm not because you're not going anywhere. I've got the acceptance built in, baby. Uh-huh. I I'm not going anywhere. I'm just reminding you you going anywhere either. It's just, it's the way it goes
1: matter of fact, we might use a taxidermist to keep Brent right here at this station. All propped up.
0: Just bring me uh, candy corn and I'll be stuffed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Brent's going to have to get a lot better with the mute button. The older these two get, you know. Yeah, you're going to oh, have to. Oh, wait. Yep. Nope, nope, they're on a tangent. There's I always, mean, unlike the tangents they go on now, yeah, yeah. it'll yeah. be, you know. Well, there's always a the digital delay. Yeah. Did you ever
1: see the, the clip of Grandpa Simpson? And it's he's got a newspaper clip. And it says, man yells at cloud. <laughs> he's, he's, oh, grandpa's looking at the sky, going, ah, oh, damn cloud. So, um, yeah, that's going to happen. Some fears about retirement subside once the choice is made. And that's true. I think once you get over the hurdle that you can do it. And I think you need to run a financial plan and get the thumbs up. You know, that's another thing. There's no greater feeling for me being able to tell somebody, you're good to go. Now, it's your choice. You want to work another year? Fine, right? Because of inflation, you feel uncertain about the economy. Some people but will decide that, you know what? I'm glad my plan works. Yeah, and, and they go in to work with lighter step. Why? Because they know it's in their control now. If there's something they don't like, they can go. I think that's the beauty of doing the financial plan, Danny, and... and and being able to tell somebody, you've done all the right things. It should ideally provide peace of mind. It should and empowerment Correct to say, hey, I can go. But I'm going to stick around a little bit longer. Hey, well, that's great. That's just gravy. That's going to make your plan work more. Maybe we have, we can we can increase the guardrails of how much you can spend. Whatever it is. Working another two years. It, it it helps your plan exponentially. You wouldn't think it does, based on how quick time goes. But, right, when you run a plan and you put in, okay, work another two years. I, I did this with someone the other day. Wanted to retire at 65. He collects Social Security at 67. I notched him out a couple of years. And the plan worked. It wasn't working at 65. It was working at 67. And he was okay with working another couple of yes. years.
2: Well, I had a client who actually retired. Husband was still working. Decided that she was going to go back to work. Both of them, I mean, great story. They they were well enough off that they could retire. Um, but they enjoy working. And I think they, they bring a lot of, and add a lot of value. But we were going through the plan just recently. Said, okay, we're about ready to hang it up. And they're still relatively young for most retirees. And their plan, they're like, wow, I remember when we, we did the plan last year and did this update. It was only at like 90%. Now it's like 97 or maybe been a little bit higher. But, it, you know, there's Chance a big success, difference. Probability of success, yeah. Probability of success is much greater. Yeah. And then the assets they have want to leave to heirs and beneficiaries is much greater. And this is not the situation you had, Rich, where somebody maybe couldn't retire or shouldn't. But, you know, without big lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. But this is just one where you see you see those numbers go up and you feel good about it. And I think that's important. I think so, too.
1: And again, um, I have one, one client that said, well, do I, I don't have to work the same job. I said, no, if you want to make the same money, you want to switch companies. And he did, and he's happier. And he said, actually, he said, I might work, I might work more, three more years because I like working here so much. I'm just like, okay, well, your plan's going to work after two, but do you want to work three? That's, that's fine. And this goes along with this study because today's workers are expecting to wor- work longer and retire older. So older workers expect to retire at age 67 at the median. 66% of workers expect to retire after age 65. Um, and let's see. Do not plan to retire. This is Lance's number, 19%. Not retiring. Sometimes people don't have a choice about their retirement. They have a health issue that for, that's forced upon them. Uh, we're finding caregiving is becoming an issue. So more and more families are sandwiched, right? Baby boomers thinking that, uh, and Gen X is thinking, well, now what? I got kids moving back. I have kids who are moving back home, and I'm taking care of my parents. So you're seeing a lot of that now. So caregiving is becoming a big responsibility where one party is deciding maybe to retire just to be a caregiver that is going to be more common oh
2: very on. common I, I don't disagree a lot to think about a lot of things to do but why would you want to retire if you don't have that plan you don't have that sense of security mm-hmm. and then you're stressed because you're worried about it the whole time yep. so make sure you do a plan have a good understanding on that Um, you have questions go to realinvestmentadvice.com lots of great articles we're always happy to answer questions
1: yeah go to our YouTube channel too lots of great stuff we'll have our Medicare uh, up soon soon as Brent's able to get it out there you know get with it Brent (laughs) that's all we got
0: candy corn candy corn we need to bribe me with candy candy corn
1: now that I know he likes it I'm going to get him some you have a great weekend everyone Lance back on Monday take care